guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, for what is now episode number 43 of our Road to 2021 series. So before we get stuck into Tierra's week, we wanted to remind you that if you do enjoy these episodes, please don't hesitate to repost them onto your social media stories. It's so great to see so many people following along and tagging us on their Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. You know, every single like, comment, share certainly doesn't go unnoticed. And it's just so cool to know that so many people are following along with our journeys. It's amazing. It's incredible. I wouldn't have expected this to come so far, but here we are, 43 episodes later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but without further ado, Tierra, you've had a big week. We both had big weeks. Let's get stuck into how you've been going. Oh man. Okay. So I'm going to be totally honest. This past week was probably mentally the hardest week of prep so far. I think just coming off the back end of last weekend's show, I know I'm being really hard on myself, but I just felt a little bit disappointed. I know that I had the potential to be better last Sunday and I'm a very high achiever. And when you put so much time and effort and passion into something like you love and I absolutely love bodybuilding with all my heart and you don't show up exactly how you want it on game day, it hurts. It, mm. it, it really does hurt. But I know that I just have to take it on the chin, take it as a learning lesson. And if anything, it's just added more fuel to my fire to mm. really freaking improve. And I have to keep reminding myself that, you know, the season's only just started. It's not over. And if anything, this is a blessing in disguise to really push me, really teach me how my body responds to certain peak week protocols, how I respond on show day, how to truly freaking bring my best so that I can continue to bring my best for all of the shows in the season to come, which are arguably a hell of a lot more important to me than the very first show. Yeah, totally. And being a high achiever, that's what makes you continue to progress because I mean, imagine if you were satisfied, like 100 over the moon and 110% satisfied with your showing this past weekend, like then you wouldn't improve for the rest of the season. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think it matters who the heck you are. As bodybuilders, we always want to improve. Even mm. if you win the freaking Olympia, okay, you're still critically analyzing yourself and thinking, how can I be better, right? What can I improve on? How can I bring an even better package and physique to stage next time? Mm. So we're always going to critique ourselves in that sense. But again, that's what drives you to continue to get better and really keep climbing. Yeah. So what are you going to be doing different or what have you been doing different this weekend for next week for peak week? Yeah. So pretty much coming off the back end of last weekend, decided to push a little bit harder this past week. And I followed my new macros, right? It was only a 100 calorie drop, but I brought myself down to that 150 grams of carbs, 30 grams of fat and 160 grams of protein. And there's just something about me being at 1,500 calories, man. Like my body just really does hyper respond. And this past week I dropped another 500 grams. My weight actually dropped down to 59.2 kilograms. And on show day, I was 59.7. So again, that's why I was just hesitant and a little bit reluctant to actually drop down to these amount of calories prior to the first show, because I did this last season, I did this last year, and it cost me a little bit of muscle mass. And 
I was honestly a little bit worried because I know that when I did this last year, I drastically lost weight very quickly. And I know that in those final few weeks of prep, I did lose a little bit of muscle and I did lose quite a lot of fullness, which I know going into this past weekend show, that was just the trade-off that I made. I came in slightly less conditioned, but I definitely came in fuller. And to be honest, I'm actually still happier with the physique that I brought. Mm, this. Definitely. Yeah, I know that it was better. I know that my entire package was better. I know that I came in a hell of a lot fuller. My stage presentation was better. My posing was better. I had more confidence, just absolutely everything. I know that I definitely brought a better package, but still it just eats at me alive because I know that I still have the potential to give more. Yeah, and it's, it just comes back to it being the first show of the season. So you use that as practice. Ultimately, it was qualifiers. You've qualified for nationals anyway. So mm-hmm. now is the time to learn from your mistakes and use that as data in for the second show. And I'm sure I'll do the same as well. Like my, our, my first ICN show will be the sunny coast. And then the, the next show will kind of be a step up with more people at the Brisbane show. And then, of course, national. So I'm sure I'll follow a similar pattern. Exactly. And that's the thing. As competitors, I think that we're always going to overanalyze ourselves and critically analyze ourselves and always be like, gosh darn, how could I have been better? But again, you're only going to get better through true stage experience and going through comp preps and going through peak weeks and finding what really works best for you. Mm. And ultimately, I know I still looked good. I still posted pictures of what I looked like. It's not like I showed up out of shape or I looked atrocious or something. Again, it was still so much better than last year, but I know I still have more to give. Yeah. Plus, we can't exactly come on the podcast and say, yeah, super happy with everything. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I think people appreciate honesty. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. But again, this past week, I didn't cry about it. I decided to shed that fluid through my forehead and just sweat it out and just push myself in the gym rather than, you know, shed some tears. (laughs) So I just put really pushed myself this past week and just knuckled down and just got it done. And again, I know that this past weekend, it's really going to push me to just freaking bring it. Like, I am so goddamn fired up and determined to just come in as an absolute shredded beast and just blow the house down, just win at ICN. Like I've just got such a winning mentality and I'm just, I'm, I'm in it. I'm going to do it. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's, there's nothing like that winning mentality. Yeah, I know. And I know that I have what it takes to really dominate in fitness and ICN. So I'm just bringing it, man. And so in terms of your, so you had a new approach this week in terms of the, the, the more aggressive low days and the one high day. So how did you feel about your physique after that outcome? That's the thing, right? It's so interesting. My body responds so differently to carbohydrates this year compared to last year, particularly high carbohydrate days. Again, last year, I just didn't have the same muscularity as I do now. And last year, I responded really well to doing five low days and two high days to just fill myself out and just make it look like I had something. But ultimately, where my physique is right now, I really don't even think that I necessarily need a peak week. And I trialed that this past week. I did those aggressive low days and I did that one high carbohydrate day. Let's, well, I obviously you need a peak week because that's the last week, but you don't need some 
really rigorous, fancy peak week protocol. Ultimately, it's kind of just like another week. Yeah. It's just like a normal week because it kind of comes down to if you're looking good, why change it? Mm. ultimately and of course everyone is going to be different and i know as my physique continues to change over these next coming months as we start to dial into the other shows my peak week might change but ultimately for this next coming week i'm not necessarily going to change very much because we did those well i did those low days and i did that one high carbohydrate day and we compared my physique photos on the morning before I actually started my high carbohydrate day and then the next day. And I honestly think that I looked better on the day after I did all of my low days. I didn't look drastically flat. If anything, I actually looked fuller because I just looked a little bit leaner Mm. and especially in my core and even my glutes looked fuller despite being on lower calories. So it's very freaking interesting. Yeah. And this is why everything needs to be personalized because everyone gets different results. Like for me, we've seen my photos before and after high days and that without a doubt, like I'll be having high days before before Mm -hmm. my show. That's for sure. Yeah. But interestingly, where my physique is right now, ultimately, I don't need to do some sort of aggressive carb up right now. I can actually really afford, I think, and going into this next peak week, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to continue to run my low days. And then on show day, I'm definitely going to be eating carbohydrates because right now I fill out really quickly. Like after my first high carb meal for breakfast, I have like 120 grams of carbs and I drink a bunch of fluid and I might go get a pump in the gym. I can already start to see my muscle bellies filling out and I look very vascular, but I still look very tight and lean. It's, it's my best look right now. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that we've been able to well, you've been able to pick out all of this from this past week. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's about trial and error and you're going to continue to learn and you just have to look on the bright side of things and be like, okay, that was a tough lesson to learn on this past weekend. But again, I think every competitor has gone to a show before and it didn't turn out exactly the way that they wanted. And they're like, okay, again, instead of crying my eyes out about this, how can I bring better to the next mm. show? So I just keep learning more and more about my body. And it does fascinate me how different it responds to food and nutritional protocols compared to last year. But again, as your physique changes, so should your methods and so should your nutritional protocols. That only makes sense to me. Mm, Of course. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. And in terms of your 100 calorie drop, where did you take that out from during the day? Yeah, so ultimately I reduced the fruit in my ice cream. I reduced my popcorn. I reduced a bit of fruit at breakfast, a little bit of my flour from my cream of wheat, a little bit from my oats at lunch. I just reduced like five grams here and there, pretty much mm. five grams from every single meal. And it was it was pretty easy. To be honest, like the food didn't actually bother me that much this week. I feel like my mind was just so preoccupied with just wanting to dig and push hard that I didn't really care. Mm. And because a lot of people say that uh, having shows so frequently, so either back to back or a week in between is, is really draining. Like, have you found it better or worse? Like, or, cause like personally, I think it is more motivating having that show within close proximity, proximity and wanting to do better. Like how have you felt with that? I think 
I'm exactly along the same lines as you. I think that it's super motivating because mm. last week I came off the back end of that show and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be doing this again in 12 days. Like I'm getting tan again in four days from now. Yeah. It goes by so quickly. So when you can see it on the horizon again, you want to keep running toward it. If you have like four or six weeks between shows, that's when I feel like people could start to loosen the reins. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm feeling good. But again, it's it's a two week break between all of our shows. We actually don't have any shows that are back to back on the same weekend. Yeah. We're very fortunate in that sense. So it's looking good. Mm. Get a solid week of training in between each show, which is awesome. Yeah. So pretty much moving forward for this next week, just going to keep my lower days until Friday. And then on Saturday, I'm essentially just going to do a carb up. I'm just going to have my big normal high carbohydrate breakfast, going to have a protein cake with a bunch of bananas. And then that's another thing on show day is that I need to make show day more replicate the same amount of food and the same amount of fluid and sodium and just everything that I would have on a normal day. Because that's what really frustrated me this past weekend is that on show day, like I was just struggling to get a pump and uh, like I said, I wasn't as lean as I was last year, but because I wasn't as fully hydrated as I usually am in the afternoon, you know, I was on stage around what it was like 3 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on stage around 3 p.m. And compared to a normal day, I didn't have as much food in me as I would on a normal day. I didn't have as much fluid in me as I would as on a normal day. And around 3 p.m. on a normal day, I'm usually in the gym and I've got a good pump and I really like the way I look, especially if I've got a good amount of carbs in me. And that's what just really frustrated me on show days because I didn't have that in me. I wasn't in that same environment and I didn't look as good as I could have, which really freaking, it still frustrates me. But again, I'm just like, God damn, I'm not making that same mistake again. So I, I had a consult with Joey Cantlin this past week as well. And we just spoke through the entire thing and spoke through different options that I could do for my peak week. But he made the really good point that like, especially with fluid intake, he's like, how much water do you usually drink in a day? I'm like, you know, five or six liters. And then he asked, how much did you drink before your show? And I was like, probably like two, two and a half liters. And he's like, there you go. Right. That's the thing. Why, why wasn't I as hydrated as I am on a normal day? And that wasn't purposely me dehydrating myself. I had like two liters in the morning. We had around 500 milliliters at the venue. Again, I was quite air conditioned there and I wasn't thirsty and I was also going pee a lot. Mm. So I wasn't drinking as much fluid, but I just feel dumb for not realizing that. I like, as I continued to flatten out as the day went on, why didn't I think, ta-da, like why don't you drink some freaking water? So anyway, you learn well, from your mistakes. Gonna, yeah. You're not gonna make that mistake again. No, it was dumb. It was absolutely dumb. And yeah, but again, I learned from my mistakes. I'm taking it on the chin and it's only going to make me a better athlete as I continue to progress throughout this season and throughout my career. Mm, awesome. Yeah, so pretty much on show day, I am going to be having my protein cake in the morning and then mid-morning, I'm going to be having my peanut butter and jelly sandwich with some salt and then around 12 to 1 o'clock, I'll probably have like some cream of wheat with some salt and some peanut butter. And then right before I actually get on stage when I'm pumping up, I'll have some candies, might have a few sips of Gatorade, a bit more water, another half a teaspoon salt of shot kind of thing. And throughout the day, just drinking more fluid like I would on a normal day, even if I'm not thirsty. Mm. Yeah, your body can expel water so quickly. So if 
you drink some water, like it's not like you're gulping down a liter of water. Mm. You're having sips throughout the day. So if your body doesn't require that fluid, you're just going to piss it out. Exactly. And I look so much better when I've got food in me, when I've got fluid in me, when I've got salt in me, I look so much better. I do not look good when I don't have any of that stuff in me or at least very small amounts. Mm. Yeah. So again, you learn the hard way, but I think it's important that I did learn this because like I said, I'm going to freaking bring it, man. Can't wait. I'll yeah. be there alongside you. <laughs> yeah. So I am fired up. I am excited. And this is going to be my last IFBB show for another two and a half years. I don't plan to get on an IFBB stage until season B 2023. So it's time to just make the most of it. So pretty much every day, just doing my thing, following the plan, practicing my posing a lot. That's the other thing, right? Like there's no better experience than stage experience and getting my stage photos back and watching back my posing videos and everything like that. I just can pinpoint all these little things that I want to improve, which I think is wonderful because I will never truly be my best until my very last show of my life. But I'm really excited to just keep improving and just keep getting better. So yeah, practicing a lot this week and just have fun this next weekend. And I think it's going to be a lot better too, because I think once you knock off that very first show of the season, you get over those nerves, you get over that underlying stress about show day and the shows afterwards, you're just so much more relaxed, so much more confident, just totally in the zone. And I know I'm just going to make the absolute most of it. I can't wait to see you rock it. Thank you very much. Yeah. So should be a really good week and should be a good week. So yeah, that's kind of pretty much all for me. That was my week in a recap. I guess the one highlight of my week is that I finally achieved my chin-up PB. I got four by 10 chin-ups body weight, which is something that I have been working toward for over a year. It was last prep that I actually started doing AMRAP chin-ups four sets two times per week. And when I first started, I was like 57 kilograms and I could only pump out like maybe four or five reps in one set. But if you guys have been following me for the past year or so, I'm always bringing up my chin-ups and I'm like, oh, I'm at eight reps, I'm at nine reps. Finally, I've got 10 reps, but I couldn't get it for all my sets. And essentially my goal was to get four sets of 10 before IFBB nationals. And I did that 11 days out. So maintain it in the off season oh boy yeah but that's the thing pull-ups it's yeah i can't wait to put a i can't wait haha i can't wait to put an actual belt on my waist and do it but again i think that's what's majorly contributed to my back development this past improvement season Mm. so really happy with that i posted a video on my instagram story so you guys can check that out if you want but Is there any risk of your back getting too big too developed (laughs) i'm a natural competitor man if something's growing i'm gonna take it (laughs) i'm with you there (laughs) all right jack so i want to hear how was your past week hey guys just a reminder that we offer coaching services which you can find on our website by searching the bodybuilding dietitians on google or via the show notes below we coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal cool so yeah basically as you guys will know i wrapped up my diet break on Friday was my last day. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday were all low days at 250 carb, 250 protein, and 50 fat. And then I had three high days at 225 protein, 500 carb, and 50 grams of fat. And that went really well. So basically I lost about 800 grams this week, which was a decent drop around 1% of my body weight. 
but that was kind of to be expected because I was coming off my diet break and yeah, I felt overall felt great this week. Like training went well for my first week back at training after a deload and kind of used this week to change one or two movements around and kind of just set the scene in terms of load and intensity for the next six week block. So the movements that I changed was a couple for leg day and one on my one on my second upper session. So I actually transitioned leg day from Weldrum Macrovat to Weldrum Brisbane. Sometimes when you're in prep, it's nice to have a change of scenery, a different environment. The, the gym's also warmer as well, which is nice. Oh yeah, you get way more vascular. And again, like in the heat, it prompts you to drink more water. What I mm. found is that at World's Gym Mount Gravatt, especially in the depths of prep, you get cold, you're peeing a lot, and your body's also not sending you the signals to gulp down a liter of water either. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, on those like days, basically the structure all stayed the same. And I've just had to change a few, like, like the hack squat isn't the same. The, the leg press isn't the same. The hip thrust isn't the same. So it's just come at a good time that I can just gauge it off intensity. So I'm not, I'm not worried in the slightest because I also trained legs there in the off season. And basically I'm stronger still on my leg lifts than I was in the off season. So that's really good news. And I really like the pre-core hack squat that they have there. And the, the hip thrust machines means I don't have to take on and off like over 10, 20 kilo plates. So that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, the hip thrust machine is awesome. I'm so glad you found the hang of that. Yeah, it uh, took a bit of fiddling around. And my second session was even better than my first. Like I just had to do a slightly closer stance. And are you still using the yoga mat for that one? Or are you fine with actually using the big ass pad that they provide? Yeah, it's interesting because I would have thought that me, where like I have slightly larger dimensions than a girl, would be able to use just the pad they supply. But I think I just used to the barbell and the extra range of motion I get from that. So I actually still use the pad because so, like I don't use the pad because it hurts my hips. I use it to give myself a bit of extra range of motion. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And in comparison to what you would normally put on a barbell, how much do you think is equivalent on that hip thrust machine? It's very hard to say. So I, I usually hip thrust 220 kilos and I loaded up 65 kilos on this. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I found too. Like it's definitely, you put a hell of a lot less on the machine, but the intensity definitely feels the same compared mm. to a barbell. Well, I was looking at the max load and the max load is a hundred kilos. So like I don't, uh, in the off season, I might have to switch back to the the barbell hip thrust. Yeah. Oh, maybe, you know, but that's the thing as well. Like a hundred kilograms there, if 65 is equivalent to your 220 or whatever, if you gauge that it feels the same, Mm. I think there's still some room for progression. Yeah. And you can always load on a band or two as well. Yeah. But absolutely, if you guys are training at World's Gym Brisbane, definitely check out those hip thrust machines. They feel good. And Mm -hmm. I've used quite a few hip thrust machines in my time, and some are not that great, man. But these are good ones, I I can attest. So the other movement I switched was the machine chest press to Smith machine chest press or bench press. Uh, and just doing that on a flat in, uh, a flat incline. Does that even make sense? Uh, <laughs> no. Just a flat bench. <laughs> and basically I decided to do that because I, I was maintaining my strength, maybe a very slight dip in strength on the machine chest press, but I was just pushing without getting much out of it. Like I felt like I was just using my nervous system to push mm-hmm. and I wouldn't actually get much chest stimulus out of that. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, decided to switch to the Smith machine and yeah, I'm not looking back, that's for sure, because it felt really good. And uh, yeah, it just it's a great connection. Yeah, I love the Smith machine, man. I love the Smith machine so much. I don't know why some people give it a tough time because mm. it's so versatile. You can do so many different movements on the Smith machine. Boy, I, I'm a big fan. If we had to go through COVID again and like we could actually purchase things with confidence, they would arrive at the house. I think we would get a Smith mm. machine number one. Yeah, I would uh, get a Smith machine and probably a cable machine mm -hmm. and then I'd be set. Yeah, yeah, be good. They even sell some Smith machines with like cable machines attached. It's awesome. Yeah. So other news, I mentioned briefly at the end of last episode about my wrist. I was getting some wrist pain and I saw my physio, Scott, from Effectus Physio. And basically, I think we have that under control. What I Interestingly, what I think it is, is the Smith machine. Because basically, everyone knows that when you use it, you have to unrack it. So you kind of have to grip it and then reverse your wrist. So uh, go into wrist extension. Or depending on which way you're facing, it might be pronation. Mm -hmm. But, uh, oh, sorry. Um, wrist flexion so like almost like you're doing a forearm curl but just the way the smith machines are set up that i use i have to go into wrist extension so i'm gripping it hard and then wrenching backwards mm -hmm. and that was kind of just irritating the tendon at my wrist so i'm just really conscious of that now i've got some wrist wraps and yeah already it's feeling better touch wood so hopefully it uh, it just continues to get better as the weeks go on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and just being a little bit, I feel like you're just prone to doing things like that. Like when you've got to pull on something, you really yank it. And I think I have... I think you're stereotyping that. I just have evidence from my previous little car <laughs> with the handbrake. How, you know, when you park and then you really crank it up there. I had to it get just it makes replaced. that satisfying noise, you know, when you crank it. Yeah, it's not that satisfying <laughs> when the mechanic has to replace it and I've got to pay for it. <laughs> anyway, not that that happened, but... <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it in terms of training. My goal for this block... So I've got five more full weeks of training left mm -hmm. of this block until show one. God, the final push. Yeah, it really is. And I'm, I'm very confident that I can at least maintain pretty much all my lifts and... I'm not aiming to go into the gym now and hit huge PRs or anything like that because let's be honest, the intensity is already very high in order to maintain, especially for those pushing exercises. Like, and I mean pushing as in chest pushing and leg pushing. Interestingly, my pulling and hinging seems to be just better in general than my pushing and everyone has their strong points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess in, let's move on to like nutrition slash my, my physique and how that's going. So I, as I said, I, my average weight this week was 79.6. So I kind of expect to maybe dip a little bit more this week on the macros before we probably uh, go for another cut in calories, maybe one to 200 for the remainder of the prep. And I probably have about... 1.5 kilos left to lose for the rest of this prep so mm -hmm. it's a very comfortable amount to lose and it means i'm not going to be like reversing into the show one but i can definitely reverse into the shows to come which is kind of my plan all along uh, because like you got to ask yourself why not like if i could time it perfectly and go into show one do you realistically get any added benefit to reversing for five weeks and feeling a bit more average mm -hmm. uh, for, for that amount of time. Yeah, the main thing that matters is that you are ready. Mm. Yeah, and I could even step on stage now and be confident in my physique. So yeah. <laughs> it's just about making those final adjustments, which... 
for me and and kind of making that call in terms of do we diet down and really embrace conditioning but at risk of loss of fullness which for me is going to be my chest and mainly my chest really for loss of fullness but i am my back potentially my back is just naturally uh less lean so sure i could lose an extra four kilos and I might have some wacky chest striations, but then mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a chest on stage. And ultimately it's a bodybuilding show. Yeah. So it is that balancing act. Mm. But I think that now we are both in these final six weeks before the first ICN show where we're going to be showing up the most shredded we ever have been mm. in our entire lives. It's these final six weeks where we're really going to be seeing some freaky changes. Yeah, I agree. And I've even in the first last two or three weeks, even with my glutes, like They've, they've gotten a bit crazy and so have the, the hammies. They're crazy walnuts. Same with me, with my with my core. Like I need to post a video this week or something because I'm starting to get some gnarly veins coming mm. up my core and I'm like, boy, these in six weeks, I cannot wait to see yeah. them. So in terms of nutrition, as I said, like we might be making another change soon, which uh, I'm keen to do. I'm ready to embrace it and, and just ensure that I'm on schedule in terms of like obviously appearance, but also the more objective side of things like skin folds and Mm -hmm. and body mass loss as well. So in terms of that, I'm sticking to very similar meals now and I'm confident that the only change I'll make might be like when I have the next macro cut, potentially implementing nice cream, still having a lot of veg for dinner. Oh, I did implement cottage cheese, actually, yeah. last week. I finally got Jack on the cottage cheese train, and who's a fan? You're a fan. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting something like kefir, which is like, kind of tastes like, depends what kefir you buy, but a bit like off yogurt, because mm-hmm. it has those, it's the fermented quality to it, mm. but it just tastes like cheese but like yogurt consistency so i'm obviously a fan of that (laughs) i loved it the first night jack took a bite he's like wow this actually tastes like cheese i'm like yeah (laughs) i just wasn't expecting that it was weird but yeah because i I found i had a a bit of leftover protein uh for the day or i was having a lot in one meal so i decided to distribute a bit more towards the evening Mm -hmm. added an egg in towards the evening as well actually taking some of your guys advice on my YouTube video, some of you guys picked up on that. My dinner was very low in calories, which it was. And I was also saying that I had average sleep. So putting those two together and and putting a bit more into dinner, which also makes sense considering I'm training in the morning. So, and my, interestingly, my sleep has improved. So maybe, maybe you guys were onto something. Yeah, I bet. And yeah, that extra cottage cheese, that'd just be adding a little bit more calcium. Again, a few dollops of cottage cheese can go a long way mm. when you're dieting, for sure. But they also say cheese gives you funky dreams, too. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sleeping deeply for most of the night, that's mm-hmm. for sure. So that's that's definitely a win. But other than that, for me, not much else. Like, practicing posing a lot. Uh, I've really enjoyed, like, putting together just the bodybuilding and the classic physique poses and doing the transitions and just getting more confident with them over time and making them look fancy and can't wait to present them on stage i think what we really need to do for you jack is create like a posing reel especially for your classic physique posing because it's looking so goddamn good right now so perhaps this coming week we can take a really good quality video of you and post that on instagram because you've posted obviously a lot of physique photos but not many posing videos Mm -hmm. yeah we'll we'll definitely get on to that yeah i'm excited (laughs) 
Last thing I'll say is we've talked about cream of wheat a lot. You guys have seen it a lot on our Instagram. And guess what? We finally made a YouTube video tutorial for the recipe. So you can head over to our YouTube just by the link will be in the bio, sorry, the show notes, or just search the bodybuilding dietitians on YouTube. And you guys can finally make the cream of wheats. Yeah. Oh man. And again, this is Jack's version. One- my, ver- my better version. I oh, say. Okay. We'll wait and see. We'll get listener reviews, but no, yeah, no it looks uh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, what are we funny is when you put out your recipe video and then, then we'll actually have some honest feedback in terms of which tastes better. It depends on what your macros are, man. Like what? I guess yours no, are. My, it's the same ingredients. It's just different quantities. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like, just... let's be honest. Mine wasn't, you just, Sure, it's higher in carbs than yours, but that's just because I use more. You can mm. just change the ratios. Okay. Well, I like guess it. I'm just a bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> I just love my cream of wheat because it's literally just flour, cocoa, and water, and a little bit of cinnamon sometimes. But A few sweeteners in there, though. A few sweeteners, too, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's it from me. That's it from Tierra. We're going to wrap off this episode with something that we want to improve upon this week. Yeah, so this coming week, I just want to bring my best for the last time for the next two and a half years to an IFBB stage. Just really knuckle down, bring it home. It's only a matter of a few more days. Again, getting tan in like four days from now, I'll be on stage in five or six days, depending on how you count a Sunday afternoon until the Saturday. So I'm just pumped, right? This is that final push before I get my week-long diet break after 22 weeks of dieting. So yeah. And then I'll know what it feels like to have you diet breaking. Yeah, it's that. Oh, I feel it. I think I'm going to feel like a completely different woman because mm-hmm. again, I've been dieting for over five months now. So Straight. yeah, exactly. With like obviously high days in there and everything, but this will be my first diet break of prep. So less than a week from now, I will be amongst the protein cakes all day, every day and mm. should be good. And then after that, it's that final four week push until the first ICN show. So Things are moving fast. Things are moving really fast. It's only like a month from now until we're doing our first photo shoot with Nelson. So, yeah. oh my goodness, guys. Lots of great things to look forward to. But Jack, what do you want to improve this week? So I'm I'm definitely not the sort of guy who regularly grooms himself, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But obviously with shows coming, it's a necessity. I can't head onto stage with, with hairy legs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I need to excel more at men's grooming and I'm actually going to try after this podcast, I don't want to put that picture in your mind, but I'm going to try some hair removal cream. You guys can imagine if you want, I give permission (laughs) as his girlfriend, you can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, trying the hair removal cream, it's uh, I think I tried it once before and it didn't work out well. Mm. So my tactic is to try the cream because I just can't be bothered buzzing it off. Like it's, I'm at that stage with energy where it's so much effort. That's why you got to do these things on high days, man, not on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, you might be right. But anyway, I'm going to try the hair removal cream, then use a, a razor maybe tomorrow or the day after. Mm-hmm. And and that way I can just keep up to date with the wet razor and, and go from there. But any chicks, if you got any beauty tips for me, 
See how I'm not asking Tiara, but just let me know. <laughs> That's not very nice. But I think all girls can attest to if you guys have boyfriends who do bodybuilding and if they've ever asked, hey, can I borrow your razor? It's a big hell no. All right. I was like, I was Jack, the- you are buying your own razor. I'm not letting you destroy three of mine with those leg hairs of yours. Okay. <laughs> I was in the supermarket a few days ago because I needed to buy a razor for myself. And I was probably I like this um, Woolies woman walked up and down the aisle like five times and give me gave me the stare because i was there for like 20 minutes trying to there's like hundreds of razors dude which one do you pick Mm. and i I just decided on this this uh i guess more fancy one because i don't want to give myself ingrowns but yeah absolutely well i hope that it trims the hairs i hope your legs turn out really soft and i hope that hair removal cream smells all right because I use some oh, back like yeah. it smells like burnt hair. No, it smells like wet dog. Well, at least I used one like ten or fifteen years ago or something. Like maybe about fifteen years ago. Jeez, maybe ten years ago when I was like a young swimmer and my sisters were like, "Oh, Tiara, you know you're more aerodynamic if you don't have hair on your legs." And I was what only like a, an eleven year old girl or something like that. But I tried this stuff and it seriously smelled like wet dog. It was gross. So hopefully they've changed the formula in the past decade and that stuff smells like roses or something. Yeah, I, I don't want to be smelling uh, like wet dog, that's for sure. Yeah, otherwise we're going to have to light a match in that bathroom. But anyway, guys, that's the, uh, that's the tales of Jack's hairs no longer to be. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to post it to your Instagram story. Tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD. And we'll see you in the episodes to come. Bye.